Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Is this the best leadership Tennessee has ever had? And I don't ask this question lightly because you had incredible leadership with everybody on the same page when it came to football. Now you have a different type of leadership that is battling for the good of the university, but is doing so for all sports. So I know I'm, I'm a little older than you, and maybe I can shed a little bit light, a little bit of light on the Bill Johnson as president, uh, Doug Dickey as, as athletic director, Mike Hamilton then as athletic director. Um, but your take on Tennessee's leadership right now, and on the message board, if you could pick a word to describe Tennessee's leadership from top to bottom, which is uh, plowman to hypel, and the individual respective coaches give me a word how would you describe tennessee's leadership now and i would say sparklingly great uh just like a piece of jewelry from rick terry jewelry design they want to be your jeweler looking for affordable game day jewelry how about the fire opals the tennessee tradition rick terry jewelry.com pick a word you would describe tennessee's leadership as blank superb it's superb like that's the only thing i could go to with it is superb and i i say this i was not covering them when you were in the 90s when they had everybody on the same page but i have been covering it for you know five to ten years now and um i've seen some very 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 incompetent leadership now I, you've enlightened me. I don't know how often leadership is more the fault of the boosters being incompetent versus the actual people that are in charge, because um, I don't know who's running what. And that was really my big, um, that was my enlightenment period in 2017 when I realized boosters were really running the show. But at the same time, Tennessee went through however many athletic directors and however many presidents during the 2010s, and they went through quite a few. And let's let's go ahead and knock these out. Better than Fulmer, better than Hart. As athletic director, correct? And better than, oh, at uh, the goofballs that they had as the John Curry? 
Oh yeah, uh, Jimmy Cheek and Joe Johnson and uh, Joe Johnson was good. So I, let's go back to Joe Johnson. Sorry, let's go back to Joe Johnson, and Doug Dickey. So that's primarily who we're comparing them to. Um, so their their major goal in the mid to late '80s, their challenge was getting Tennessee on TV as 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 much as they possibly could. You, some of you younger ones may think it's crazy, but yes, you used to have to listen to John Ward to figure out what in the heck was going on because it wasn't on television. That happened, and Tennessee used that as a major, major what? Recruiting advantage to go get a Terry Fair out of Arizona. They were on, everybody was on TV then too, but to be able to go get guys in the 80s and say you're going to be on TV so your family can see you even if you can't travel. So essentially it was about recruiting. This is about recruiting, too, with NIL. I think the fact that uh, they're two different goals means that they're two different ways of going about it. This, you basically just got pushed in the chest and you popped somebody in the nose, right? Whereas mm-hmm. I think it took a lot of negotiating and behind-the-scenes work to get Tennessee on TV as much as they did. I hate to take the easy way out, but I'm going to call it a push because I think that the University of Tennessee, given their lack of in-state talent and the fact that they became a premier program, Caleb, shouldn't be overlooked just because we're all excited about Donde Plowman. Not to not to sell her short, but I mean, Tennessee had it not been for the push and facilities, which did matter at the time, and the push and being on television would not have been one of the top 15 programs in the nation, which I believe it is. So actually, if I had to, if I had to choose one, I would go uh, with the Joe Johnson and the Doug Dickey leadership. Now, when it comes to other sports other than football, I got no argument. The dudes doing it now <laughs> are doing a way better job at uh, uh, baseball, basketball, and eventually, I think we'll do better at women's basketball. But we all know what happened with Pat Summit. It's this leadership, and for a couple of reasons. Um, from, one, in, in, in all in all facets, is what you're telling me. Yes, but also in football. Okay. And I'm going to break down why. One, the all facets facets thing matters because remember, by not not only did they not have to care about basketball, which you and I both know, Doug Dickey did not care at all what happened to the basketball program. I mean. You can bring up Wade Houston. I can bring up, really, when Tennessee was a four-time NCAA tournament program, you go and hire Buzz Peterson who because he won the NIT. that That's your home run hire in 2001. And so, I mean, it's uh, it was – and Jerry Green wasn't even a home run hire. I mean, it was bad hire. Not I don't care about basketball. But here's why it's still – it's better now in football. It was easier to be ahead of the curve in football in the 1980s with things you bring up like stadium size. Not by the way, let's stadium size, right? That's a big mm-hmm. one. Um, stadium size is a huge one. They got out ahead of the curve in stadium size, getting on TV, things like that. But Dave, Doug Dickey stepped down in 2002. By that point, you know this. Every other SEC school had caught up to Tennessee. And Doug Dickey did not do anything to get them further ahead before, when he had stepped down. He got a, he he thought of some ideas in the 80s, and he rested on those ideas, which is why Tennessee kind of fell apart in the 2000s. 
And here, here are some of those words to describe Tennessee's current leadership forward thinking. That's a very good one. My favorite probably is fierce. I love that. Wait, what do you uh, so, think of my thoughts on Doug Dickey that he he let Tennessee fall off in the 2000s? I think he didn't stay ahead of the curve, and he actually while he got Tennessee up, he's part of the reason the football program fell apart because he didn't stay ahead of the curve. Well, I mean, he's 70 years old. There, I might fall off at 70 years old, Caleb. So I'm going to give the man the benefit of the doubt in some situations. I mean, I see what you're saying, but I would hold against him that he didn't care about basketball in the early 90s more than what he did 10 years later. You see what I'm saying? I mean, to me, that's when you're still full of uh, stuff and vinegar and you want to go out there and win, and they didn't want to go out there and win. They didn't care. They just wanted to put a competent program out there that could sell some tickets. I'm not going to judge him as much in the end. If you want to, you can, and I get it. I judge you on your whole tenure of stuff. If if you have the role, I mean. Well, the whole tenure then at the top should read, didn't do anything with a basketball program when he could have. That should be at the very top um, <laughs> after had success and, in football. And don't forget, he had nothing to do with the Lady Vols because the program, the departments were split at the time. That was all Joan Cronin that was behind the Lady Vols success. Uh, yeah, no, I know that. Yeah, well, aware. Yeah. Um, that, but he let them run their own stuff, and the football team paid them a million dollars a year so they would break even. So they were definitely supported.